Hey everybody, this is Mark Richards, the owner of Wasatch Recovery and a proud sponsor of Todd Sylvester's Belief Cast. We are excited to have you join us as we discuss Wasatch Recovery's unique treatment programs for overcoming addictions and techniques for developing a healthier lifestyle. We call this the Wasatch Way. Wasatch Recovery's goal is to instill hope, teach resilience, and help you achieve recovery. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. Today is going to be another episode of the Wasatch Way. We've done what, Mark, six or seven of these now? Yeah, I think. I would not think more. It's probably, yeah. Maybe closer At to least 10. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this has been such a wonderful thing because we uh, have reached so many people who um, have uh, reached out to their loved ones who are struggling with addiction or a mental health issue and got them in here. But, uh, today's another episode and we're going to talk about, uh, some really important things. Again, what makes us different? One of the biggest things is, uh, the question we want to, uh, maybe, you know, conversate about is, you know, why we do what we do, why we blow up our lives with drugs and alcohol. And you might think, well, yeah, duh, that's something that you should be talking about, but you'll be blown away that not very many places talk about this. So um, we have um, um, amazing people on today. We got Ryan Decker. He's our marketing director. Ryan, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And we got uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, will you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm the case manager and medical assistant at Wasad Recovery. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie's been here how many years now? I think probably right around 10 10 years. That's amazing. How long have you been here, Decker? Uh, I think I'm going on five. Five, and I've been here eight years, and then we're obviously joined by the owner and founder of Wasatch Recovery, Mark Richards. Mark, thank you for being here again. Thanks for having me. As always. No, this is great. Um, So I want to start this off um, by sharing a story of a client that I had that I worked with outside of Wasatch in my outside practice who had gone to another treatment center. And I and you'd be surprised how common this really is. And I talked to this girl that I was working with and asked her about her experience at this treatment center she was at. She had been there six months, you know, through their residential and their IOP. And you know, I just asked her, so do you know why you blow up your life with drugs and alcohol? And it was like the deer in the headlights. She looked at me like, no. And I go, you did not address that in your treatment? during your stay there you guys didn't talk about why you do what you do and she's like no we never got got to that I'm like what did you do there kind of thing and and it just kind of blew me away and and again we're not here to say we're better than other people but what we're saying is here at Wasatch that's one of the main questions that we ask why do you do what you do I'll even ask this to my clients on the first day hey do you know why you blow up your life with drugs and alcohol and they'll always say I'm not quite sure but when they leave I'll ask them the same question and they've and they've got the answer. So I don't know. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, Ryan's gone through our program. You've been you've been clean and sober how many years now? Seven. A little over seven. Yeah. And, and Steph, you've gone through your own struggles around that. And, you know, you've been through treatment as well. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. And obviously, Mark, from your perspective as the owner of this place and why that question is so important. So whoever would like to chime in. Well, I'll chime in. This is Mark. Um I think that the majority of treatment centers in our industry want to teach you about drugs and alcohol. They want to teach you 
about addiction. And to me, that's not treatment. Mm -hmm. It's education. Education can be treatment or treatment right. can be education, but I think that the education that they're giving is common sense education. Why do you use drugs and alcohol at night? Well, yeah. I don't want to feel or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Or what is it in drugs and alcohol that makes you addicted to it? You know, simple educational type conversations. Yeah. And they never get to why they're actually using it or doing what they're doing, just like you said, blow up their life. Yeah. Mark, you saying um, they don't want to feel that, just, that brings something to, to my mind about one unique thing that I think the therapists do here at Wasatch is they make the clients uncomfortable. They take them to a place where they feel very uncomfortable and they make them sit in that because this is a safe place for them to be and it's helpful for them to learn how to deal with uncomfortable situations while they're in a safe environment without yeah. using drugs or alcohol. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in addiction, I know I like drugs, right? Like I don't really care, like, hey, why, why does my, you know, what does the drugs do? Yeah, I get it, dopamine, all that, that's awesome. But, right. okay, but like the, doing that research on myself while I was here, you know, on, okay, now why, you know, like, like, why do I love drugs so much? You know, I'd lie to say I don't love drugs, you know, 20 something right. years doing them, you yeah. know, okay, now let's, let's dig to before I even started using drugs. And so that's the one thing at Wasatch where you dig back through, okay, where do we go wrong here? Or where did, where did kind of you take that left turn? And then why did you stay on that left turn for so long? Right. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, if we're being honest, why do we do drugs? I mean, if, speaking for myself, when I was going through it, it's because it felt good. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to feel good? That's what you were saying. Or, or, right? or not feel anything. Or not feel whatever that yeah. thing you're dealing with. But I always say this. If we got the flu every time we took a hit or popped mm -hmm. a pill or had a drink immediately, we'd never do it. Right. Because we wouldn't do that. But why do we do it? Because there's that temporary moment of feeling good, right? Yep. Feels good for a minute. And we so, forget some things, that kind of thing, right? And, I, 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 and some people are blessed where they absolutely they, they get sick when they do it. And I'm like, that is a blessing. Because yeah. for like somebody that has those addictive tendencies, like you know, that's an immediate like ding, love this, you yeah. know. And then unfortunately, you get in that vicious cycle where you're stuck doing it, not necessarily for the feelings, but to keep from getting sick. Right. And that's a, a nasty cycle. Yeah, and speaking of group, like you were mentioning, Stephanie, what we do with the, how we get people to that point, one of the questions um, it, that helps them get to that place of knowing why they do what they do is what's so bad in your life that you go blow up your life around it, right? Like what's so hard, what's, so, what's that heavy thing that you're lifting that you're going willing to go you know, put your life on the line blow up your life what what is that and that a lot of times will get them thinking oh yeah well I'm struggling with family or I'm struggling with my relationship or I'm struggling I feel overwhelmed or I'm been very depressed but I put on a show that I'm not I mean there's all kinds of stuff but that's a very powerful question what do you guys think of that I think it's extremely powerful and I think immediately what that does is it makes people think it makes people ask themselves yeah why do I and then you're starting that process of getting to the root. 
-hmm. And I think that's so important. And if you're not addressing the root, you're never going to get to yeah. a place where you can handle it. Uh, you got to get to the root of the cause in the very beginning and then work through that. And I just think there's so many places that never want to get to the root of yeah. the problem. Yeah. And Mark, tell me if I'm wrong. We at times have had the reputations were too hard up here sometimes is that accurate accurate like, mm -hmm. we hear right. we hear it, hear it from, a lot right yeah we hear it from other treatment centers we hear it from some of our residents but then on the flip side other residents that have gone to other facilities often say yeah you're tough but you're getting to the issue yeah and i've never gone to the issue yeah and i and we know that if we don't get to that issue they're not going to progress plain and simple yeah they're going to continue to go yeah. in this vicious cycle until yeah. they finally get to the root of the yeah. issue yeah. and and i'll add to that and you guys from your perspective stephanie and ryan we're, we're we're tough because we actually love the client we love them right i mean mark's the most loving dude on the planet right you guys would all agree mm -hmm. it's but we love the person enough that we're going to dig to that point and it does feel tough. It just does. But it's not because we're trying to be mean. Well, it's what Stephanie just said. You have to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And that's where people, I think, mistranslate that. Tough is not necessarily tough like we think tough is. Yeah. Tough is you got to sit in your crap for a minute. Mm -hmm. you got to be able to feel. And mm -hmm. again, one of the major reasons for using is so you don't feel. Well, if yeah. you're sitting in those fears or you're sitting in that bad situation and having to feel, that becomes difficult and people don't like that. And then they think it's tough. Yeah. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to be working here long enough that I've been able to sit through quite a few groups where clients are able to talk about resentments um, they have with each other or with other staff members. And that causes a lot of discomfort. But from that, I've learned how to have those conversations with people that I don't want to have because they're uncomfortable, but it's healthy. Like I see all kinds of people around me that haven't been through substance abuse problems that they just, they don't know how to deal with relationships when there are issues because mm -hmm. they don't know how to confront people mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable and they don't want to go there. Uh, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw Decker when you were going through the program Ooh. struggled with that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's it's one of those things. That it's it's such a unique thing because a lot of these people are coming out of a fog that they've been in for decades. So the emotional emotions alone, just trying to navigate yeah. it, right? And we're so used to with society of just trying to make everybody happy, right? Tell them yeah. what they want to hear. Let's just you know tippy toe around stuff to get whatever reaction or whatever you need. But yeah, it it is it is. For people like me, it wasn't that easy just to, you know, cut through the BS and just say what you feel, you know. Well, I remember just another example of a story. I was I was speaking to a clinical director once of another facility, and we were addressing somebody who was in our sober living who'd come from another facility, and they were struggling. And I notified the other clinical director, and, and he said to me, well, we can't talk about that because they might have trauma. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, what a disgrace. Yeah. yeah. This person never addressed their trauma. Well, of course they're struggling. Right. They never, ever got to anywhere near the issue if they didn't discuss any of their traumas. 
and I, and my first thought was is what are they doing yeah. what did they do while they were there yeah and it, to me that's baffling because the tr we we all know that the trauma is what's causing the use yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you see that a lot uh, the things they go hand in hand with each other it's a lot with eating disorders we've seen here too like the eating disorder goes hand in hand mm -hmm. with the substance abuse and if that the eating disorder isn't addressed along with the substance abuse while they're in treatment then once they leave treatment then they face the eating disorder again and they don't know what to do so they go back to using well that's a great point stephanie i that's again why we are sometimes labeled as tough uh, but we will. We will address the eating disorder and we'll, you know, they process it in group with their other peers around listening to these very vulnerable things. But yet, I'm telling you, like you said, on the flip side, man, the, the, the miracles that happen because they are actually facing the root problem of their, you know, of their lives, of why they've blown them up. Like when I look at my life, I mean, when I, or my addiction, my past addiction, um, Ultimately, I started using because my friends were doing it and it, it felt it was fun. It was great, but it turned into a coping mechanism. And then I, you know, I didn't know, like, why do I keep, you know, drinking to blackout? Why do I keep using drugs to where I almost OD and die? Why don't, why am I doing this? Didn't know it at the time, but going through my own, you know, treatment and process, I realized that the reason why I was blowing up my life was because I had a belief ultimately that I wasn't good enough. And it hurts so much to feel that, that I would do anything to be, to fit into this group or to not feel or whatever it is. But it's amazing that I was really just poisoning myself with a limiting belief system. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw for me personally. You know, any thoughts on you, you two, especially Ryan and Steph, on maybe what you guys discovered in your own journey? <clears throat> Mine was similar to yours in, this, in a sense that. You know, I had a lot of trauma, but, you know, just yeah. kind of growing up in the community, just stuff that down. Let's just try to forget about it. So, you know, and to fit in, whatever. But, you know, if you have those addictive tendencies or whatever, yeah. um, you know, once you try it, it was just easier than even thinking about it. Just kind of made it easy not to think about things that happened in the past. Um, I think I was probably 60 days into my program at Wasatch before I even talked about it but i was kind of a narcissist and kind of a <laughs> <laughs> kind of okay i was kind of a, a, a jerk but no but yeah and talking about some stuff with you know my dad taking his life and things like that and then really it was kind of like you know let's process through some of that that crap but then like being okay with it, like what am i gonna do about it now you know what i mean like the past is the past but then also getting an outline on like what the rest of my life's gonna look like and like kind of like what i was lucky enough to work with you Todd as far as you know the belief system stuff yeah that broken not worthy that just sickening stuff that I believed before was you know that I could be my own creator and that happiness could be a choice was so refreshing and like for, at first I thought you're full of crap like that's not really possible yeah but uh as working with you I'm like this dude's actually found it this guy's not just blowing smoke up you can say well, it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Diane might be listening. <laughs> my, my, my mom. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, but yeah, but but, that's, but seriously, and, and I, I live things that you taught mm -hmm. me every single day, and thus far yeah. it's worked seven years later. Yeah. You know? No, that's, that was great. Yeah, what about you, Steph? I think probably the root of my problem was lack of self-love, but then once I started drinking, like – 
obviously, you know, that leads to more anxiety and depression. And then there's like the dishonesty with the drinking on top of that, where like, it just makes it even harder to love yourself at that point. Um, and mm. then because of the drinking too, there was just lack of connection with other people, which I think is really important to sobriety. And I also think that's and it, it's a big way that Wasatch is different because they they are just a big family here with the alumni meeting, softball, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, very Cheers. well said. Cheers. Any thoughts on that, Mark? You know, coming from a place where I haven't really been an addict, um, when I listen to the things that you guys dealt with and the way that you dealt with them, what's interesting is... I've had a lot of the same feelings in my life, yeah. loneliness, stuff I really don't want to process through. Yeah. And there have been times for myself where I go, you know, I could really just forget about this. So mm. in my own yeah. way, I learned how to compartmentalize my thoughts. Almost the same way an addict would use drugs to feel okay, I was the guy that would compartmentalize it and put it on the shelf. Mm. And what that did is it just made me hard. It made me this yeah. hard soul for a long time. And I have to go through my own processes, right? And yeah. I still have the same problems that everybody mm -hmm. else has. And I've learned now that you got to be more vulnerable, just like you guys are talking about. I got to be able to express some of these feelings because yeah. I'm not really good at that. Yeah. But it's the same thought to me is I don't want to feel just like everybody doesn't want to feel bad right? or, you yeah, know, totally. we don't want to remember those bad things. And I think we just deal with it in a different way. But if I didn't ever get to that point where I really process through, why am I so such a hard person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. never know. Yeah. I would never know. And I would just continue to keep doing it. Yeah. Same thing as what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and that's very well said, Mark. I, and, and both of you two, uh, Steph and Ryan, thank you for sharing that. You know, um, we always say this, this is the best university on the planet. And I really do believe that. I don't say that to be funny. Like I really believe everyone needs what we do here. Whether you're addicted to pills, whether you're addicted to Netflix, whether you're addicted to sleeping, whether you're, it doesn't matter. Everyone can benefit from processing and from, like you said, Steph, connecting and doing those kind of things. We all can benefit from the principles and the stuff we teach. You talked about honesty, Stephanie, and, and having integrity and being accountable for your life. These simple principles can help anyone and everyone, you know? And so you're right, Mark. It, it doesn't matter. Everyone is struggling with something. It's like I, I tell everybody here that if they're here, they're incredibly blessed to be here. I mean, where in this world are you ever going to have the opportunity to focus on yourself with no cell phone, right. really limited outside distractions and actually focus on yourself I mean, it doesn't happen in this busy world you, that's just not real i mean so it's i mean i always joke with people but you learn more about yourself than you probably want to learn right? <laughs> and, and, right and and like being vulnerable like mark said for for guys especially that's not easy right like i was very much yeah. tell them what they need to hear only let them in so far and i had that stuff on the shelf and then, you know, about day 60, yeah, I pulled it, it out off the shelf and I was a hot mess. You know what I mean? But but then it's like I started processing it. It was like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I'm like, okay, now what? You know, I kind of let go of the will, 
surrendered was the word that that kept me here for a quarter of a year is i could not quite (laughs) i could not couldn't quite grasp what that word really meant but i'll tell you it's um it's it's huge when you can figure that out and you can focus on yourself and find that self-love and I like to call it swagger, like when I coach baseball, right? Mm-hmm. It's like confidence, not cocky, but almost yeah. like a hold your head held high yeah. and becoming the best version of yourself and giving everything you got is as powerful. I mean, there's nothing you can't do. Yeah. You know? Well, we can all attest in this room, you were a difficult client. It was difficult. You were. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but it, and again, not to be mean here, it's just yeah. literally you were difficult for 60 days because, again, you weren't willing to go there. And so it was, it was like we're button heads constantly. And it wasn't until you finally go, okay, here it all is. And it, yeah, as hard as that was for you in that moment, I mean, what a, what a miracle yeah. happened afterwards. And you were a different person, right, guys? Oh, like 100%. watching him go from that to that, right? I've, I, I think I may have said this in a couple of our past episodes. Um, I think we're probably the only treatment center that'll beg people to stay longer. Keep staying, keep staying. Have you processed through all of your trauma? Everything that you can think of. I don't yeah. care if you're two years old. If you feel like it's something you've got to talk about, talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. most treatment centers are running through the, you know, through the days and bam, get them to the next level of care. And we're saying, no, 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 stay. You know, if your benefits run out, if you haven't processed, you're going to be back here in 60 days. We don't want that. We yeah. want you here and do the work and and get to the root of that issue. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that it's such an individualized deal, right? Like nobody's recovery or nobody's lives are identical. Yeah. And so some people start really working hard earlier. Some people are like me and like, you know, I just tell them what they want to hear, try to get out of here and really just go through the motions. But that's the thing about Wasatch is it is such an individually like based program like and your therapist will work on stuff that you need to work on but also you have that group and that peer interaction plus you know you've got you that's available which is which was huge and beneficial in my life yeah yeah you know um steph i know you you know you've gone through your own struggles and gone through treatment um and you know probably decker can say this better than i can but we know where you went and the person that owns that place and it was all he said about you was how hard you worked like a hard worker like from day one is you want to talk a little bit about that yeah from from day one like i I had been working here for a long period of time at that point so i kind of knew what treatment entailed and i knew that my life had gotten to a pretty bad place that I didn't want to ever go back to. So I knew I had some work to put in. So I knew I had to surrender pretty much when I went through the doors there and I had to be completely open-minded to anything that they wanted to teach me, knowing that whatever they, Mm -hmm. the program they ran there was probably different than Wasad Recovery, but I still had to keep an open mind. Yeah. Knowing that they were there to help me and they knew what was probably best for me at that point. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think that's why the reason I bring that up is you're doing so well now and it's because it's you put in the work. Same with you, Ryan, you put in the work and I don't know, it's just great to see that. And, uh, but again, it's getting back down to the root things and why this is why we do what we do here is we're going to, we're going to come at you on day one and get to those root causes and people gets uncomfortable, you know, but that's, that's where change is going to happen. 
And going back to the connection thing, like Steph, Steph was talking about earlier, that is so huge, right? Like that, there is no 30 day cure all magic potion, right? I talk about it all the time. There's no magic mm-hmm. number, but the connection afterwards and having kind of a family away from your family in a safe environment where you can kind of dump your stuff out to people and have mm-hmm. accountability, but things to do because clearly the things we were doing weren't working. Right. So you really have to change your life up. And it, you know, it was great for me when I got out of the program, you know, softball, like Mark or somebody was saying, softball was huge. Playing golf with you guys was huge. Coming to alumni on Sundays, as you're slowly like integrating mm-hmm. back into your normal life and responsibilities, yeah. it's not like everything's hunky-dory at home, right? Yeah. And so that connection part is huge where you still have a safe place to kind of, that people know you, kind of know your the work you've been doing and, and have that accountability. For me, that was huge. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, talking about trauma and things like that, and we get to those things. I think it was Mr. Rogers that said, <laughs> if you can mention it, you can manage it. And there's there's so much truth to that, is mentioning these, like, you, you know, going back to your story, Ryan, where, there are some things you didn't want to talk about, which is understandable because they're heavy, very heavy for you. And uh, but yet, once you started mentioning those things, things started to change in your life, right? That's that vulnerable piece. That's the surrender piece. Um, maybe maybe you guys could talk about what what maybe surrender looks like to you guys. Not even in just treatment, but just in life in general, and why that's important. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I would say, <laughs> so I am kind of a control freak, I think everybody <laughs> yeah, in this room kinda. knows that, but, uh, I think that ever, ever since treatment, I've loosened up at least a mm. little bit, I'll let things go, but to me, that is surrendering, is not being in control of every situation, and yeah at times being able to have other people who probably know better tell you what needs to be done or what the better way is. Yeah. Uh, and I would say for surrender for me, like, you know, I, this is, this is me. This is what you get where I quit caring so much what people really think about me mm-hmm. and that being vulnerable and things like that. I mean, I, I just got to do a better job of not um, putting that on the shelf, right? Mm-hmm. Like just dealing with it now. And yeah. so that's not because I, I am the king of letting that build up until it blows. And so just dealing with stuff now. But I am it's kind of what you see is what you get. I'm a pretty sometimes I say stuff on my mind that I'm like, wait, did I just say that out loud. <laughs> so okay, so it's there's some good things and bad things. Some people think I'm crazy when I when I <laughs> let out what's in my head. But but seriously, like not I don't care what anybody thinks at this point. Like and yeah. I, I tell, you know, some of the residents that come through the program, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a hugger because, you know, if you've been through yeah. what we've been through, yeah. you know what, you know what I mean? It's like, who cares? We're living in a crazy time in this world yeah. where there's no, there's no sense on faking it anymore. It's just, I'm not pretending to be somebody I'm not. It is what it is. Like it or like it or leave it, you know? Yeah. Very and well. you're okay with that. Yeah. And that's what's in my opinion, so important is Surrendering to me from an outside perspective yeah. is realizing that you're okay. Yeah. And you can't realize that you're okay unless you process through the hard stuff, wow. in my opinion, because yeah, you'll totally. never be okay yeah. 
yeah. until you get to some of those root issues. And we know that. Yep. And uh, I'm always fascinated with your quote because I always sit here and look yeah. at your wall. Yeah. And uh, the, the quote says, the most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there's nothing wrong with you. And yeah. I think when you, you can't get to that space, you cannot get there until you yeah. can fix the root. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just so simple in my mind. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes people hate that word in, in our industry here, simple. Mm. But it is, it's yeah. simple. It's not easy. It's simple. Yeah. It's a simple idea, but it's very difficult to get there. Yeah. And yeah. we're not afraid to push them yeah. and make it difficult yeah. and make them sit in it because that ultimately will teach you that you're okay. Yeah. Wow, that's very you, well said. You say it's not easy, but at the same time, if you think about it, it's so exhausting pretending to be okay when you're really not okay. Sure, yeah, it is. Yeah, I always often use this analogy with the clients. Um, do you guys know what morning glory is? Yep. It's the worst weed on the planet Ever. Earth. I hate morning It glory. is the worst. It's this weed that kind of looks like a flower. It's very flimsy, and it's got a root system that goes down about a foot. And they're very flimsy uh, root system, so they break off really easily. So if you've ever weeded a garden or your, you know, your flower beds, you everyone knows that when you pull a weed, if you if it breaks off at the base of the dirt, you know it's coming back because you didn't get the roots right. Um, but that's easy. It's easy to just break the weed off. That's easy. Oh yep, it's we're good. I look good. Everything's fine. I'm okay. You know. But the root system's still there, and we know it's coming back, right? We understand that in the in the physical world, but it's no different in the mental and moral world, right? It's easy to pull morning glory. It's so easy to pull that up. But if I do not get the root system, and it's very hard to get that root system, <laughs> that sucker's coming back. It, it is. It is coming back. With a vengeance. So I have a section in my yard right now that's got morning glory, and that sucker is <laughs> doing everything it can. And I'm, like, going as deep. But... I'm putting in the work. I'm getting my fingers dirty. I'm getting to down to the freaking root system. But I'll tell you, once I've done that and it's cleaned up and I know it's not coming back, that it's the best feeling in the world. And it's no different. If we don't get to that root belief system that we're no good and where that came from or the trauma and dealing with it, how that actually maybe happened for us, even though it was that difficult and understanding that, if we don't dig deep, I'm telling you, it's coming back, and we will never feel okay. But the truth is, we really are, but we got to get to that point. So does that make sense? Yeah. Totally, 100%. Yeah. I, get it. So, I think that was an awesome analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to share, and that's another thing I think that makes this place really beautiful, is that we teach these simple principles that are life-changing in a way that they go, I hear this all the time, oh, I didn't realize it was that simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Just be honest, stop lying, have integrity, follow the rules, right? Be accountable and go help someone today. You do those four, you figured out life. Seems yeah. too right? easy. Seems too easy. It's to like, work. no, 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 you don't understand what I've been through. Yeah. You know? And again, no, we understand what you've been through, but you're overcomplicating this whole damn thing in your head. Yeah. You right. know? But that's what I love what you guys are saying is you know, about surrendering and being vulnerable and then getting to the root cause to know you're okay. Very well said, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's fun to see, I mean, sitting here with all three of you, to see when it works, there's nothing more gratifying to me yeah. 
as an owner of a facility to see when it works with somebody, it's amazing. And again, I, I know I've mentioned this in the past is if it takes two or three times, yeah, it's okay. We don't give up. Yeah. We want you there and we want to continue to help you get there. And it really takes a little bit of courage is what it takes to get into that deep area. And there are people that just are afraid to go there. And I, and I totally get it. I totally get it. And it may take once, it may take twice. And sometimes it might take three times, but that's what I want to encourage people who listen is you can do it. Yeah. You really can do it. Yeah. I, you know, we, we see this a lot guys, right? When people come back maybe for a second or even sometimes a third time, there's a lot of shame around it. Mm -hmm. And I'll always say this. I go, if you went to Harvard, right. And you got your degree, right. And you had to go back to Harvard to have a refresher. Would you be ashamed of that? No, no, no. Hell no. Harvard. Amazing. (laughs) I go, I go. And again, I go back. This is the best university on the planet. So you're enrolling again in the best university on the planet. How is that a bad thing? Yeah. Tell me. And they go, yeah, you're right, Todd. Or, you know, it's just, I think, would they just feel like, oh, no, I'm back. No, you're back to learn more. Right. You're just here to learn some more. Good for you. Right. And sometimes it just takes them going out <laughs> and being like, holy crap, what they said was going to happen actually yeah. <laughs> happened. And, you know, and I get the, the shame stuff. And, and, sure. I, and I always will ask people, you know, when, when they're coming back, you know, like what happened? And I always love to hear the answers. And some people just didn't have enough fight or were making things difficult or actually didn't believe what we were saying was true. Or they only processed a little bit. And sometimes they come back, you know, they need to do it, you know, learn or process, go to a place they didn't go last time. And they're always learning. But one of our greatest friends went to treatment, what, 14 times? Yep. 14 times and then went then went through a program and now owns a program. And I think he's got seven years clean. One of the greatest human beings on the planet. And it's a great program. Great program. And and so it, it just goes to show that, I mean, when a light bulb goes off or when you're finally sick and tired of being sick and tired or you're willing to surrender, I mean, you can do anything. Like, and I'm, I'm that guy. Like, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Yeah, because I didn't stand it, a shot. I yeah, mean, that was well, and I think I felt that way too. If I can do this, anyone can do this, you know. Because it's like, you know, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet, but you're on the other side of the fence now. Yeah, so it's easy to see it that way. Yeah, but, there's people that are listening here that are going, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. They have no confidence. Yeah. But if you don't take that little step to come, you'll never know. And that, to me, is the most courageous part is when somebody just first walks in the facility, especially when it's their first time. Yep. And they go, okay, and they're terrified, (laughs) and they're shy, and they're freaking out that they got a roommate, you know, all the the little things that make us uncomfortable. And I always say, hey, that's nothing. You're going to love all that part of it. Wait till you get to a process group, (laughs) right? But in a very good way. And, uh, again, we're, we're so far from being shaming all we do is we just push you. Yeah. And if you're not being pushed and you don't work hard, like Steph says, you're going to continue to be miserable. Yeah. And we know that. Yeah. So that's yeah. a huge focus for us. Yeah, usually Very if well we said. can just get somebody to give us a shot, we keep them. Um, it's, it's you come into the family. Is it easy? No. Is it worth a hundred percent? But yeah. they usually do it a hundred. You know, they give it their all usually, but I always tell people, what do you got to lose? Right. What do you got to lose? Is your life going well now? Clearly not, or we're not having this conversation. 
Right. And so I always say, what do you got to lose? This isn't a jail. You know, people yeah. want to be here. They're yeah. blessed to be here. For sure. Right. Yeah. Very well said. Um, maybe uh, one last question for each of you uh, to wrap this up. And I'll start with you, Steph, if that's okay. Um, if there's someone listening to you right now, Stephanie, who's struggling, who needs help, they're, they're in a dark place, what's one thing you could tell them at this moment that would help them? Um, probably that getting treatment is the most important thing just because, like I mentioned before, just having that connection with other people who are in your same situation and being vulnerable with them and experiencing the individual therapy that you need in order to find the root cause of your issue is going to be important and you'll like in treatment there there are doctors and other people around that can stabilize you with the medications you might need in order Mm -hmm. to get the help you need to be your best self okay very well said decker same question I've asked you this before. Yeah, you know, just love to hear I, your I would I would say that that they're if you're believing that um, you're not worth it, right? That's all BS. Yeah. Happiness can be a choice. Is it going to be easy? No, but what do you got to lose? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I can do this, anybody can do this. Yeah. Okay. Well said, Mark. Um, I just think about the couple of principles that we started this program on. If you're lacking that faith in yourself, you can lean on us. Yeah. We will give you the hope and we will love you to death. <laughs> and that's that's so important yeah. because so many people out there right now don't have any hope and especially in the world and the way it is right now. Yeah. But are lacking love. And yeah. I can tell you that yeah. we will love you to death and we will take great care and uh yeah. You'll get the best treatment possible. I love that. No, that's fantastic. So, Mark, uh, maybe start with you and then Ryan. Just if people want to reach out and learn more about what we do here, come set up a tour, or if they got a, a family member that's struggling, they need to give a number out. What, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, there's a couple different ways. For me, myself, you can call my mobile uh, directly. It's 801 898 7778. Feel free to call me at any time. Um, you can jump on our website and you can call the main number. Um, and that goes to both Ryan and myself. And uh, that phone number is 801-901-0024. Okay, great. And then our website is wasatchrecovery.com. They can get more information there as well. And also contact us through that, right? Yeah. And then Decker, if they want to, yeah, just, you know, Decker's our marketing director. Yeah. He's our man. He's he gets people in here. It's awesome. What's their what's your number? Just my direct number. You text me, call me, whatever. Eight zero one three one eight four two four zero, or like Mark said, those numbers. And then also if emails Ryan at wasatrecovery dot com. Right on. Well, this has been fun sitting down with everyone. Steph, thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah, it was great to be here, Todd. Thanks. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I want to just end with, I think what sets this place apart in a lot of ways is you guys. Decker, you're like the um, shining example of someone who's been through hell. And like you said, who's made it through it. But you're also one of the funniest guys we know. You are, um, 
I, I literally could hang out with you all day. I want to bring you home on the weekends, you know? Like, hey, who, why, why is Decker here? Well, we're just hanging out, <laughs> you know? I really, that, I just, you're like a brother to me, so I just want you to know that. It's been a grateful to be a part of your journey, but you're one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Stephanie, you're one of the most confident, assertive people I've ever met in my life. You, you speak your mind, but you're also very kind and gentle. Um, I know you had some issues that you worked on uh, through this process, but watch you blossom from that. It's been wonderful, but it's it's been a joy working with you. I've been here eight years, so I've known you a long time, and uh, grateful to call you a friend. Thanks, Todd. I just want to say that I <clears throat> am amazed by you every day. <clears throat> One of the first things that I looked for when I went to treatment was where's Todd's office? You guys don't have a Todd? <laughs> There's only one Todd. <laughs> so oh. you're you're a vital part of yeah. the Wasatch Recovery Program. Thank you. I love you, brother. Love you're, you guys. Love all the listeners too, like we talked about in our last one. Love. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you guys do. And then Mark, um, Mark is one of the toughest guys and what i mean by tough is he's a very confident guy speaks his mind as well but also one of the most loving and i know you guys will agree steph and ryan one of the most loving guys i've ever met in my life like you make me excited to come to work um you make me feel like i matter you make me feel like you let me be me at this job like truly um, we used to be completely AA based and then I came in here and I didn't mean to like ruffle the feathers here, <laughs> but I asked Mark one day, can I just be me? And he says, please be you. And he's allowed me to do that. So thanks for providing a place for me to be able to share my talents because of what someone shared with me. So thank you, Mark. You're just one of the most genuine, hardworking owners who is here every single day loving the clients. So thank you for being a great example. Yeah, I appreciate you. Talking. I hope you know that. Well, I do. And, and all three of you guys, you don't have any idea from an owner's perspective how important all three of you are to me. Mm-hmm. But more so as friends. Yeah, and just like you said, sure. you three are three of my best friends in life. And uh, I value that friendship so much. And just like Steph talked about, the connection that I have with you guys, yeah. I know that I could call any one of you at any moment For sure. if I was hurting. And that's such a comfort to me. And I think that's such a huge thing in life is that connection. And I just appreciate you guys as friends more so than, you know, what I call teammates more than employees. You guys are all teammates to me. For sure. And uh, I just want to be everybody's teammate here. And I think that's what we do is we're just a big dream team. Dream team. We're a good team. Well, I love doing these Wasatch Ways. I do too. This is so cool. Steph, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. No, you're wonderful, and Decker's been on several times as well, but it's always good having you. You have a good energy about you. We love love (laughs) y'all. But there you go, folks. There's another episode of the Wasatch Way. If you have someone who's struggling, please reach out to Mark or, or, or Decker. You got their numbers. I'll put them in the show notes so you have those as well. Um, and, I, and one thing I always like to say, too, if you have a family member who's struggling, but you don't know how to talk to them, send them the link to this episode. It breaks the ice, and you can always follow up with them later. Hey, did you listen to that? What did you think? Would you want to maybe go check this place out? What, you know, what do you think? And, and I promise you, you guys will love this, but this is a good way to break the ice. So share this with anyone you know that might be struggling with a mental health issue, Uh, or if you don't even know you just think they're struggling send them this episode it'll really help them so love you guys Uh, thanks to all you uh, for being here and until next time I guess take care